Welcome to Callback Podcast number 15. On this podcast, we interviewed Bill Dwyer. Bill um, easily is one of our, our favorite guests, and uh, from the moment he started talking to the moment, it was just, we didn't have to do much at all. Bill was just amazing, and uh, you guys are just going to love this episode. Bill, in case you don't know who he is, he, um, uh, he used to host a television show called BattleBots on Comedy Central way back when. He's also an accomplished stand-up comic. We saw him at the Improv recently. He just killed the place, and uh, we were just really honored to have him on the podcast. Um, as always, you can reach out to us at uh, callbackpodcast.com. You can email us stuff, callbackpodcast at gmail.com. You can see us on Twitter. We're at callbackpodcast on Twitter. And uh, don't forget to like us on Facebook. Subscribe for free on iTunes. We really would appreciate that. Thank you so much. And uh, sit back, relax, uh, and enjoy, enjoy the uh, comedy stylings of Mr. Bill Dwyer. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome. What number is this? This is like 16, 17? 14? No, 15? more than that. Because we just did number 9. 28. No. <laughs> um. here's, the, uh, here's the thing about podcasts. <laughs> Research is never done prior to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing starts off. We on? Is that? Or, right, I guess okay. we're, we're going. I guess we're going. Okay. Yeah. What number is this? 16? <laughs> Easily. Could have been checked out. Uh, whatever. We've been jerking around for 15, 20 minutes, and we could have figured out what number we're on, that sort well, of thing. We just, and we just lost one of our hosts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, John told me like at 2 o'clock today, hey, we're doing a podcast with Bill Dwyer today, and I had no time to like study up on you. I didn't even have a chance to go to your Wikipedia page. But you have seen, oh, really? You've seen his live show, though. No, no. Oh, yeah. I see, I saw you, I've seen your live show. I recognize you from BattleBots. What's I mean. ex- what's exciting is that I remember somebody when I fr- when I got my Wikipedia page like somebody oh, made note of it to me like hey man you got a Wikipedia page oh. it was before everybody had a Wikipedia page it's like that scene in the jerk where he's like you know I'm in the phone book yeah <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah right now it means nothing yeah you're on Wikipedia what are the facts on are there, is even there if any- you're just a stub you're still <laughs> on Wikipedia what uh, is there anything that's wrong on your Wikipedia page yes there was something in- <laughs> By the way, our, our guest this week is, is Bill Dwyer, uh, comedian. Bill Dwyer, comedian, game show host, actor. Anyway, so I don't know if it's over actor, please. Oh, yeah. I, I, and I don't know if it's still on there, but I, it has that I was like a drummer in some band called like Rancid Meat or something. I swear to God, I'd go look it like up. that. Uh, I'm looking right now. Oh, yeah. I don't see us. And I, uh, somewhere on the internet, uh, you're a drummer was, for Rancid Meat. There was something, yeah, and it's not rancid meat either and i love rancid isn't that funny <laughs> i love the, the band rancid in fact one time i was in glendale at a place called foxy's where you make your own toast they have toasters on every table oh and wow does it still ten- exist huh does it still exist yeah 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 yeah. oh we got yeah. away uh it's on it's on uh colorado boulevard it's not far from the americana oh wow okay oh. So um, if you're if you're heading by the Americana for some overpriced whatever, so <laughs> if you want to go get some cupcakes, some cupcakes that are as big as John's head. <laughs> Those are big cupcakes. Gluten-free, but that's every gluten-free cupcake cupcakes. Are they the, are they the best? No, I have vegan. No, idea. no. Yeah, vegan, gluten-free, fifty-five dollar yeah. cupcakes. I, I mean, if you're if I mean if you're looking for healthy and a cupcake, just go go somewhere <laughs> just, else. What are you doing? Just go yeah, go walk around the block while the rest of us enjoy ourselves. 
We'll be done with our cupcakes by the time you get back. <laughs> don't, don't start with your lies. I need a healthy cupcake. Well, what is that? I need an intelligent prostitute. There's, there's, you don't need that. You don't, you know, either go into it and enjoy or, or not. I love don't it. start looking for something that's not there. Anyway, Foxy's Tim Armstrong, lead singer of Rancid. He's sitting across. I'm, I'm having lunch with my wife. He's sitting across. This is 15 years ago, right? And and I, I keep saying to her, I swear to God, that's Tim Armstrong. I swear to God, that's Tim Armstrong. Rancid. So then he gets up to leave, and I go, well, I can't. I go, Tim, Tim, Tim. <laughs> and he looks, and there I am. You know, I go, hey, hey, big, big fan of the band. I'm sure he's like, yeah, great. That's that's what we want in our fans. Guys like you. That's great. Who awesome. Pay, who pay to make their own toast. <laughs> Everybody does it, Foxy's. If you're in a booth. If you're in a booth. And then you're and then that extra responsibility of making your own toast. Jesus. It's like if you burn it, they don't go, oh, we'll go get you another two slices. No, that's it. No. You burned it, dipshit. Oh, really? That's it? That's all you yeah. get is the two slices? Yeah. Wow. We gotta go to Foxy's. Yeah, it's not yes. bad. So you're, uh, uh, are you a foodie? Do you consider yourself a foodie? Well, I eat food and I enjoy <laughs> food, so sure, I guess I'm a foodie. I've been to food festivals and I've enjoyed it. I don't. Um, it's like I, I guess, like like most people, yeah. Like I, I like a, I like a good piece of food. That's good. <laughs> but like somebody said to me, oh, I got to take you to this place. It, it's the greatest hamburger you've ever had. It'll change your life. And I go, you know what? I, I don't really care. Because like a decent hamburger is fine by me. You don't need like the greatest hamburger. hamburger in the world, I don't, I don't, I won't even know. I'll just go. Oh, that's a that's a good hamburger. It's a, good hamburger. It's a really good hamburger. Yeah, I, I'm amazed by because uh, I'm from Chicago and uh, uh, I'm amazed by all the, the claims to the best pizza out here. Mm-hmm. And it just is one of those things where like everywhere you hear like, oh, LA's best pizza, and every time I'm disappointed, no matter where I go. And I always notice that it's actually they're always in the mall next to like the. Hot dispensaries, which are like, of course they're going to be the best pizza to those guys. You know, they're going to come out. Like, you know, but like, are you a fan of the Chicago style? I am pizza? only because John? I didn't used to be when I was a kid, but I de- it definitely grew on me. And you know, living in Chicago, it's just you become kind of a snob about it. You when know? I like, lived in Chicago, I d- I heard friends say. Oh, I love pizza and New York style pizza. That's the best, even better. Yeah. And I didn't really know what New York style pizza was when I was eating Chicago style pizza and saying, "No, this has got to be the best." I don't know what New York style is, but it, but it's it's got to suck compared to this. And then I had a slice of white pizza in New York, and I then, oh, right, which and then is I was a converted thin, a thin crust yeah. with a and a white pizza yeah. is something weird. It's, it's not even like a regular pizza, right? Yeah, no tomato sauce. Okay, and big oh, dollops. I've been. You would like that. You're, Edgar uh, doesn't tomatoes. like tomatoes. Oh, really? Yeah, I do not eat What about tomatoes. tomato sauce? Like a good sauce? No. I'll, like a good I'll, sauce I'll, on a I'll pizza? only eat tomatoes if they're like, in, like on a pizza sauce. But other yeah. than that, like... I can understand that. So the whole fold over. That's what I love about the, the New York pizza. You know, you just like... You, that, I love the whole process where you just fold it and just eat it. You know, that whole thing. There's, there's a place on Santa Monica... I can't think of the name of it. Do you know the place I'm talking about? It's on right on the main street there. Turdleys. Okay, let's say it's Turdleys. <laughs> <laughs> Turdleys. We all Not doing well, really. Yeah. Right? I don't know why. <laughs> the guy insisted, you name it after me, I'm Don Turdley. It's not a good I'll name, I'll put up Don. all the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, now, see, when I grew up in Chicago, the, yeah. the pizza place that we always went to was a thin crust pizza. So thin, did I, when like I was a, a crispier kid. crispier crust, yeah. And then people talk about this 
deep dish Chicago pizza, which is also good, which you get at like Gino's East. And then there's a stupid stuffed pizza, which is just a cheese kind of pie, you know, which is <laughs> just not bad, but it's, it's you know, it's too oh, yeah. much. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of in heaven with one of the. I'm missing that out here. There's only like one place that actually serves it. Like a deep dish pizza yeah. is a place that does Massa has a pretty decent Chicago, a guy from Chicago. Opened up the one a place in Echo Park. Yeah, yeah. Really, they do a uh-huh. Chicago style pizza. Okay, but the only problem there, and I know that like Megan, my girlfriend, really likes this, but like the sausage is like one piece. It's like a whole oh, like yeah, like a yeah. wheel. You like that? That would be awesome. No, wait. There's a whole wait. That so right it's now. like a it's like a circle. It's like a manhole really? cover, like in the middle <laughs> of the top pizza. of your pizza. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. So it's like concentric circles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And a it's like, manhole. That's cover. interesting. <laughs> But there's cheese on the manhole cover. Did I just make Aaron laugh? But that never happens. This is great. I love it. Um, So uh, it's uh, early. It's uh, Jameson o'clock already here at the uh, at the household. Aaron's really excited because he just got uh, his washer and dryer in, which is uh, dude. I can't wait to do a load. Yeah, hold on. (laughs) But um, do a load. That's a new. It's a new (laughs) way of saying it. That's a. Uh, so euphemism. So you you just said you grew up uh, in the Chicagoland area. Yeah, Evergreen Park, South Suburb, right? Yeah. Um, I suppose Southwest. Southwest. Yeah. And uh, I, Evergreen Plaza is the only place I remember. Evergreen, Evergreen Plaza. Park. Yeah, I worked there. Did you? I worked, I worked there, there in high school. I yeah, when I was younger. Sure. I and, apologize to uh, the owners of Athletic Attic, my my employer. <laughs> I apologize for all of our uh, thievery. Frankly, I apologize for that. <laughs> The Athletic Attic. And then uh, I'd like to apologize to most of the other stores in the mall that my friends worked at for our blatant uh, bartering, which uh, which is just thievery. Basically. Because we were bartering. We were trading athletic, things yeah. that weren't ours. <laughs> Go to Orange Julius. Yeah, can I get an Orange Julius and a bacon dog and a... Uh, what, do you, what, do you want a pair of socks? <laughs> what, do you want a pair of Adidas socks? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Hey, can um, I get a pack of smokes? Uh, what do you want, a pair of socks? <laughs> you really just... Why are we so short on socks? <laughs> why did you hire us? And why did you... Why do you not have stricter inventory controls? Dear God in heaven. Anything that is stolen by shoplifters pales in comparison to what is being sold and stolen and bartered. By your own employees. <laughs> oh man! So uh, we don't even need to be here. <laughs> we should have just left it running. Well, I um, apologize to the, so, uh, to the owners. You uh, <laughs> um, you worked there, and uh, you were a kid. Did you? You said you you told me you moved out before you started doing stand up. Basically, though, I did. Uh, though I did come in third in the uh, Catch a Rising Star stand-up wow. comedy competition at Southern Illinois University. Oh, I thought it was. Uh, I finished third behind uh, second place finisher Peggy Kaczynski, who now does sports on uh, Channel Five NBC right, right. in Chicago. Uh, she's kind of hard to look at, right? Peg? Is that right? No, she's not bad. Big Pollock, though. Peggy uh, Kaczynski. Big Pollock. <laughs> big Pollock. So. If she, even if she's hard to look at, she's got a good work ethic. Oh. She's clean. That's what the Polacks are. Hey, and, I think um, of somebody else. And then, uh, and then first place finisher was Joey Gutierrez, mm. who uh, is a fine stand-up comic in his own right, and uh, also a show creator, created the show uh, Yes Dear. No, not Yes Dear. Still Standing. Still Standing. Still Standing, and has written on uh, numerous TV shows. So it was a pretty good bunch. I did a show with Joey Gutierrez once. 
he went up on stage. He's got um, great jokes, man. Yeah, he's very funny. Um, I, th- I th- think it was Joey Gutierrez where he uh, he brought like five beers on stage with him one night. No, that, no, that was not Joey Gutierrez. No, no, no that God, was so, I, I know was somebody else. He's like got glasses, and it was a guy that like never drinks, and that was the whole thing about it. Yeah, like, he never. Well, that's drank. the thing. And Joey does have glasses. He was he's like a thin guy, thin guy, boyish looking. I, he used to be a Zanies guy. He used to, but he played the yeah. funny for him one time. He played Zanies when he was a kid. Yeah, he, he was, was like eight when he, when he when he was in college and before college he was playing there. Yeah, like, he was he like was amazing. Great, he'd be there man. like once every four weeks or something like yeah. that. He was always there. Yeah, um, but that 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 was the whole point of this whole thing. It was like a guy that never drinks is up there, and he was like oh, he was maybe it was, it was him. Bad. It was like a bad scene for him. It was like uh, I I I, I, ho- I hope. It's really him, so I'm not. I'm not throwing him could, on the bus. I but could I remember, call him. I got his. I don't his... want you to call him. I don't want that. that, that Let's that call come... him. It's the callback no, podcast. No, we're not calling Joey Gutierrez. Oh boy, here I can't. You want phone. me to? Um, I. We should. We should call him on Skype. No, because what if it's wrong? Then I'm gonna feel like an asshole. It might not be. I'm almost positive it was Joey. Was it Gutierrez. in Chicago? It was, was it in Chicago. It was at the Funny Firm. That's what was at the weird. Funny Firm. Yeah. Okay. What year? It was a late show. It was. Pro- oh God, Christ! I was. Who was president? <laughs> it was probably Clinton. Um, so it was between ninety-two and two thousand. Uh, <laughs> is that your uh, is that your radio DJ voice? <laughs> 15th caller was a t-shirt. It'd be going outside, take a jacket. <laughs> Somebody make a toilet flushing sound. <laughs> you know what that sound means? That's the comedy <laughs> ambulance. Do you know? Do you have an idea of when? Because he might have been doing Seinfeld. If it was ninety-three, it might have been. He might have been. He might have organized. Ask him if he calls. ever played the funny firm. He's calling Joy Gutierrez. Right All right. You guys talk amongst yourselves and do whatever you like. No, that's not Again, him. It's a Edgar podcast, pulled up, right? So uh, Edgar pulled up Joy Gutierrez. <laughs> no that's not him. No, no, no. no this no, guy's that's, real that's weird spelling. Real geeky Gutierrez looking. Gutierrez, too, by the way. How do you spell. Oh, here, here we go. Nah, yeah, it's a, it's a message. Oh. Tell him it. Tell me he's a very funny guy. He's represented by the United Talent Agency. I like you may hang up or press one for more options. Joe, it's Bill Dwyer. I'm doing a podcast right now, and uh, John Novotny uh, is wondering if uh, you ever went on stage at the funny firm in Chicago with, like, five beers. Because uh, he said that the thing was that you never drank, and you went up on stage and, uh, and decided to drink a bunch of beers. Is that right, John? That's how I remember it. But it might not be you. So, anyway, don't call me back. Wow. Um, so, uh, speaking of podcasts, you got your own podcast. I do. It's called One Two Three with Bill Dwyer. One, two, it's, three. Uh, it's a fast, fun uh, podcast, a game show. Uh, though uh, every podcast we've done so far, we've never gotten around to playing the game until about the final three minutes. <laughs> so, we usually get in about one question. Is it a trivia and, um, game show? Yeah. Yes. Trivia. And, uh, yeah, we ask questions uh, based on uh, Earth Sciences, the Negro Leagues, uh, Oceans of the World, Famous Footwear. uh, Athletic Attic? uh, No, not Athletic Attic, but, oh, man, they had, uh, that's when the Adidas Caberlon sweatsuits came out, you know, the shiny ones? You know, the ones that Stiller and his kids wore in uh, Royal Tenenbaums? Fantastic. Oh, yeah. I, was at the, I, was, I worked the key shop over at Evergreen Plaza. I got a couple of those from the guys. Key, that wait, you worked at the, the key shop? Wait. 
The place that made keys? Yes, that's the one. Uh, I used to bar getting any I, I high never, school snatch work in the key <laughs> shop. I never, got, I never got any athletic attic But did the key shop also sell cigarettes and uh, lighters and stuff? I think Steve Egan worked there. It's, and ear I piercings. Swear to God. What's that? Ear piercings, too. Ear piercings? No, that was the, the uh, what's that called? The uh, oh. Pierce-a-Lot or the... There was like Sir, a, it was like, Lancelot. It was like something like that. It was like the, the piercing pavilion or the piercing right, yeah. something. Piercing pagoda. Piercing pagoda. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? And was it a kiosk or was it? Yeah, an it was a total store? kiosk. Yeah. This was, I don't know about you. We didn't have kiosks when I was uh, working at the mall when I was in high school. They, it was you had a full hallway that you could fuck <laughs> around in as much as you wanted. Uh, the piercing kiosk. Imagine that you're walking down and you're like, oh, just get it. You know, like you don't even have to. You, there's no sitting down. You just well, right at the. Right, like, right. Well, it's not like look at the piercing pagoda. Why is that so much more <laughs> on, on the up and up? First, it's a pagoda. You walk in there and you go, well, this is just a store. There's nothing special about the roof or anything. It's not a pagoda. You couldn't have a pagoda in a mall. And then some kid sticks a potato behind your ear and hands you the ice and then jams a needle from his mom's sewing kit in your ear. At least that's how we did it in the dorm in college. In dorm. Oh, I love it. Uh, uh, yeah. you're graduate- we were only piercing ears then. We weren't piercing you're anything a, uh, else. You're a graduate of uh, Southern, Southern Illinois, Illinois University. Yeah, 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 the party school. It was, yeah. It's a, it was, it's it all was, I, it was I knew a, Southern for. I, I yeah. played a, a few times there, and it was just... Nothing but nonstop. Now, what do you mean you played a few I was times a there? Comic. It was a- oh yeah, oh and yeah, and you went down there, and also yeah, because there was a couple of uh, or there was one comedy club down I'm there, right? Like a motherfucker. I used yeah. to play the college. I used oh, to, uh- you did. <laughs> oh, you used to go down there and uh, yeah, I used to go down there and, uh, and you play in the student center or something. Yeah, 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 yeah it was like um, well, they would always have like uh, there was like a bar or something like right off campus, so that you can kind of swear still, which is good. You know, I always hated like when they're like, "Okay, the kids are." There was always some excuse too when you show up, like, "Oh, last week they had finals, so there's going to be nobody at the show this week." Or yeah, some bullshit. You know, there was. A, but we always had good. That happens to me at every comedy club <laughs> I go to. <laughs> you, you like show? I don't know what happened, man. <laughs> the kids are having finals this week. <laughs> Big trombone festival in town. People are going to that. That's three blocks away. How much? Uh, how much of your time is spent traveling? Are you? Uh, not that much. I don't know. You know, out of the month, are you traveling around the country? I don't know. It it gets hot and cold. Like uh, July was big, even though it was summertime. I had had three weekends out, you know, and and August looks kind of slow. So, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm not like a huge road guy. Do you do a lot of Midwestern still? But go back home. Um, yeah, I was at the, uh, I was at the Laugh Factory in Chicago a a couple of, uh, a couple of months ago. How'd that go? And they it? just started. We had some light crowds, but yeah. it's a tremendous well, there venue. Was the trombone festival, and then there was the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then and then the there's the uh, trombone festival. Yeah, which is fantastic. Which I, which I checked out, and uh, you don't want to get on the wrong end of the rusty trombone. That's for sure. Is there a wrong end? I mean, when you think about it, over a rusty. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're winning both ways. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How about the acting? How's that going for you? Uh, acting? I, I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> I am not. A, I'm a. I'm a decent. I'm not a good actor. Let's face it. I'm okay. You got a call. You're just telling us you got a call back for a commercial. A, yeah, yeah it's, so. it's there for me though. It's right there. It's it's something I, that I can do. Selling. Huh? I'd buy what you're selling. It's uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll take a we'll take <laughs> a look. Athletic socks. Yeah, it's rusty <laughs> trombones. Yeah, I'm selling. <laughs> That'll be my yeah. 
If karma actually is there, I will I will choke on a pair of athletic socks. That will that will be how I die for all the athletic the, socks uh, that the, I stole, stole and gave away. What's the commercial for? Cuz you you're going to find when do you find out? We'll find out. I have, you know, tomorrow evening. I don't so you'll know, find out after, after that. I don't know, yeah. Within the same day. So by the time this goes up, because it's going to be about four weeks out. So by the time this goes up, we'll know. This is you four it. weeks out? You guys got that many in the goddamn yeah, can? Yeah, Man, can. I scramble every week and it goes up. <laughs> it goes up. It's live and then, it, it's, then it's on do two actually, hours you later. Do you, you do yours live? Yeah. You can call in on mine. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh. Do you give away prizes? Because it's a game show. No. I do not give away prizes. Do not call up looking for prizes. <laughs> I will not give you athletic socks. Are they? Are there, do you have like? I uh, give the winners, the people who are in studio. I, I give. I've given them uh, in studio. You got a whole crowd, and yeah, we got a, We got a studio. Well, I have to. I, I have three people, and there's usually a theme to every show. Last week it was uh, uh, not the uh, not the producers, or was it? Last week, ah, Jesus, I can't even remember. Last week, it's been the gals, and oh, last week it was uh, the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks. Yeah, it was the Young Bucks. So it was Western stuff, or? It was, it was fellas and chaps that I, uh, that I grabbed from Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> Boy, there's a lot of them. Man, there's a lot of them walking along uh, Hollywood know, Boulevard by Ivar. You know, before this podcast started, we were watching uh, Pawn Stars. Yeah. And we saw this guy selling these western-themed dummies. Mm. And we were trying to figure out who would need a western-themed dummy. And now I realize, one, two, three with Bill Dwyer. Right, me. I'm going to need them for my next for my next podcast, for my western-themed podcast. The Young Bucks. And seriously, the guy's trying to sell them to the Pawn Star guys, and he's going, well, I've brought them to uh, uh, western-themed parties, and I've uh, put them on barrels. <laughs> That's- Anything else? Is that it? So is that the... This is kind of a crappy Western theme. Should I wear a cowboy hat? No, no, no. I got mannequins on barrels. Relax. And one of them had rainbow suspenders. I know those are very popular in the Old West. I know Robin Williams' great-great-great-grandfather wore those in Montana in 1862. Every profession needs a Patch Adams. <laughs> Wow. I think he was making a reference to Mork. I think you're a little too young for that. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he wore that. Well, then he, he also wore them. I mean, th- those are part of his costume. I mean, that's that. how he got the gig. Did you... Uh, pretty much. Were you doing stand-up? When did you start doing stand-up? What age did you start doing stand-up? Uh, I mean, I was young, but then I stopped for a while because I came out to L.A. Right. To act And or? I tried it. Ah, yeah, to get into show business, you know, you're 22, you come out to L.A. to get into show business. But I, I said to myself, I'm going to be a tour guide at Universal Studios, and I? I was, yes, and I became one. Did you really? Yeah. How long yes. did you do that for? Um, I, I did a number of jobs there. I started out as a tour guide, and I did that for a couple of seasons. Did like, you enjoy yeah, it? I loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. A lot of tourists. It was great. It was like it was like a bunch of young, smart, good-looking kids, exactly, with knowledge of the movies and somewhat of a knowledge of uh, the entertainment business. You you thought you were in show business, kind of, and um, and then uh, yeah, we had a lot of parties, uh, so it was great. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say it was a good-looking bunch. Yeah, a lot of hot chicks hanging out. And then I did some of the live shows there. And then oh, really? I was a show announcer. Were you a little dancer? What did you no, do? man. I was uh, one of the uh, I was one of the players on the A Team live action show. The A Team, really? Going way back. Yeah, I was the uh, yeah. 
I was uh, I played face and John Hannibal Smith and B.A. Barakas. Wow, there was a lot real. going on, man. Yeah, <laughs> I would come out in the beginning and I would be I would be face, and then the, that that was the first half of the show. Then the second half we would recreate something from the eighteen, and I would start out as a. Uh, as Howlin' Mad Murdoch, and then I would rip off my uh, beige pants. I would rip off my beige Velcro pants, and I'd have on... Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and then I'd have on uh, some other pants, and then I'd throw on the leather jacket, and I'd be John Hannibal Smith. Were you, uh... I was what, 25 at the time, and I'd be John Hannibal Smith. They didn't put a wig on me or anything. You know? They didn't put the white wig on me, which is cool. Who wanted that, right? Were you... Were you... Lip syncing, or was it one of those things? Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. You totally lips. Yeah, there was a yeah. I mean, it was totally choreographed. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There were squibs in the ground, so when you fired, you know, when you fired your gun, the squibs would. Yeah, it was man, it was bang bang, and, and worth your entertainment dollar, which was nothing. It was free once you got in the park. Once you got in the park, it was free. So was it, it was it was worth your entertainment time, which was twelve minutes. So <laughs> you came out at twenty two. You were you were doing comedy before you moved out here. You start yeah. doing this. I, then I went to the improv on an open mic night Is when this, they still had those. Right, right. And about one in the morning, I went up to about twelve people, and uh, whew, wow, it was, it was rough. Really? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you remember any of the jokes he told? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing. Uh, well, I was telling. I wasn't. I wasn't joke. telling. <laughs> I was. I was dissecting a farmer's daughter joke. You know, like right. one. Uh, you know, and don't stick your dick in that hole. Well, whatever. I was dissecting it. You mm-hmm. know, like. Of course, when somebody tells you that, it's like the elephant in the room. Well, I gotta, I gotta stick my dick in that hole, and it doesn't stop till it gets thirty-two quarts. Or, and you know, what cow is even giving thirty-two quarts? I can't remember. But I was dissecting the, the my comedy was. I was dissecting that joke, and Howard Allen, who ran the room, went, hey, "I can't do my farmer's daughter jokes." And I go, "But I was dissecting it." I told him. Yeah, I think he might have said that to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they didn't say, "Yeah, come on back next week." You're really funny. You know, he, was like, <laughs> he was like, "You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do." I couldn't do a lot of things. Is what he was telling me. So, um, yeah. So there might have been some laughs, and I, I, you know, there was a few things. But I, I took I took some time off to reevaluate. I, I did improv. At uh, the LA Connection, which apparently is the worst improv company in LA, you needed and, a group um, to be funny, huh? You needed a group to be funny. At that time, I needed a group to be funny. <laughs> and then we started. Uh, and then after our shows, um, we got tired of hanging out at the Chimney Sweep in uh, in uh, not in Van Nuys, but Studio City, whatever it was in the Valley. Great little dive bar, it's still there. And I said, let's go to the Improv. And uh, started hanging out there, and then I got a job there as a doorman, and then I started watching stand-up comedy. And six months later, I was like, "Okay, I, th- I think I can." That's do what this. happened to me. I was working at the funny firm as a door guy. And yeah. Next thing you know, they're like, "We're getting sick of this guy. He's got to go up on stage." And they threw me up on a Monday night. And, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. It's just like you know, you just yeah, I, it's a great it's education. So exciting. You're so in the room. Exciting. You're in the room. And were you every hosting? Night. Yeah, I host. Then I started which hosting. Is, like, you know what? Which even though it's one of the hardest jobs in comedy, it's a good place to start. Because you get a little, sometimes you get a little leeway from the audience. Like, okay, we're you know we're gonna let this guy, yeah, yeah. let this guy have a chance here. But yeah, you kind of blow when you first start, certainly. But you turn, you learn a lot of things, especially as a host. You learn just even when you're talking about like mm. just the the rules of the room. You learn how to listen and you learn how mm. to like control the audience. You get them clapping and not clapping all before like the show even begins, and you start you 
you understand the psychosis of it. It really taught me a lot about like. Well, you're uh, good. I mean, there's guys who just never get that. Yeah, so yeah. you're a good MC. So you got that. But there's guys who never get that, and and it's fine. They might move on and they just become good comics or great comics. A great comic is not necessarily a great. Oh, MC. absolutely. Oh, I totally yeah. agree. And it's a it's a skill. Uh, Completely independent of being a stand-up comic, and we were talking about this with a, another guest, Patrick uh, Keen, recently, and about how uh, and how important an MC's role is in in stand-up. It came up on our last podcast, and uh, it 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 sets the stage. It also because you could tell sometimes they've got a real chip on their shoulder. I know that if I'm MCing a show because I'm I'm recreating myself out here, Bill. I'm going to be doing that. Uh, um, the, the improv show that we saw you at, the uh, comedy and cocktail show. I'm going to do, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to, uh, Bill Devlin has asked me to Bill to, Devlin show, and yeah. so, um, it is kind of like, because I, I don't know how it works out here in L.A., because I came out here as a writer, so I'm like, you know, I'm trying to like, I haven't, the only stand-up I ever did out here was open for Robert Schimmel at the Canyon Club. I did one show since I've been on here, and that was wow. two, two years ago. But I, I performed Schimmel, a couple. Schimmel, he's dead now. I know, he's dead. Did you know that? He died. He's dead now. Did he call that. you before it he was died? One of the, you... I worked with him on one of his last shows. And, um, oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Did he call you when he was no, dying? No, he did <laughs> Johnny, I'm not going to be able to make lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> I had a. Uh, I was at the. Sh- I was at the Chicago Comedy Festival when I got word that a friend of mine died. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what what year were we at the Chicago Comedy Festival? What, whatever. There was only like a couple of them. I was like, there. It took a long. Break. We did the co- Chicago Comedy Festival. Oh, is that together. where we did it? That's where we did. It. All, All right. right, right. Because that, that was um, what Stu Golfman was doing that, and, and uh, a, a guy named. Uh, Oh shit, Rick, Robert uh, or Rick, whatever Rick, his name yeah, was. Yeah, something not, like that. a nice guy with the weird yeah. teeth and yeah. bad breath. Yeah, really okay. bad breath. I really, think. really, really bad breath. Like you remember it. <laughs> like it's memorable. Like it should be in his yearbook. Hey, great graduating with you. Please take care of that breath. Hope we don't have any classes together next year. Or if we do, I'm glad my name is Zig Zeister <laughs> and you're Aaron Albertson. <laughs> so I'll be in the one corner, you'll be in the other. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Like, Have you met a lot of guys named Zig? <laughs> <laughs> Zig Zeister. Zig Zeister, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That Z Y. So he's always, <laughs> always, and things. finally, always the last guy no. to get to throw his mortarboard. Never, never, never. <laughs> never. The one day that they go, we're going to go opposite yeah, today. Right. He's, sick. Really, he's, he's sick. That he's day. sick on that day. Yeah, and yearn, yearnly. <laughs> gets to go. <laughs> Their whole, their whole lives back one and against the other. Those two. <laughs> Open. Oh, oh, fuck. Yearnly? Zeister? Uh, what were we talking about? Um, we were talking about the Chicago Comedy Festival. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were there. And, Somebody and died. I got word that a friend of mine who was a, a comic uh, died. And we were we were all sitting at uh, lunch, uh, me and a, and a bunch of other comics. Uh, Vince Morris was there, and uh, uh, Paul Hopkins, and uh, and I and uh, I go, wow! I go, a friend of mine just died, and uh, uh, he was a comic. And Drew Hastings goes, oh shit! 
did he have any outstanding road work? <laughs> and I just started laughing so hard because I was like, "Yeah, it's exactly what you should say when a comic dies." You know, you know oh, I'm sorry, man. It's like we're comics. Yeah, exactly. What do you know? You're gonna make fun of it. Well, uh, what does that mean? That means, no, that means like the open gigs out there that I can <laughs> take. It's like You were thinking outstanding, like outstanding, like great. Outstanding road work. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was going to take yeah, his gigs. That just, yeah, that just made me laugh so hard. Yeah. But it's funny because you were just talking about Schimmel. Like, I don't think anybody would laugh harder than Schimmel. You know, it's somebody making fun of his. You know. Yeah. His, right. You know, oh, he's yeah. an evil motherfucker. He was a lot of fun. You know. Yeah. And Schimmel, Yeah. That's yeah. And what that guy did was amazing. Yeah. I mean. I mean, just the conquering cancer and then making cancer. it funny, and then the jokes he wrote about anything were fantastic. That guy wrote some great jokes. And then all of a sudden, like, he beats cancer, everything, and then he dies in a car crash. And it's like, you know... Oh, is that... That's right. That's what happened. Yeah, his daughter was driving him, and, like... Ah, fuck. (laughs) Man, just... Like your last, like your last thought is, oh, why didn't I drive? (laughs) Oh, man, that is a... Yeah. When you, uh... And his daughter lived, right? Yeah, yeah, she was in... Yeah, I think she did. She was, I know she was in bad shape for a while, but I think she lived. Okay. All right. All right. Let's out. That's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed the to old be. person's supposed to die, and the young person's supposed to live. So, Look, they were, tr- they were trying to get Schimmel for a while. Finally, they just took him. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, like, somebody. Like, the universe was... <laughs> like, yeah. All right. Just kill him in a car crash. <laughs> Jesus. The guy's, a, the guy's too hardy. Come on. Yeah. Can we get a mirror to fly off the back of a mirror truck? <laughs> Can we do an omen sort of thing with this guy? <laughs> I just saw this pick. Um, uh, fuck, I gotta catch my breath. This is nothing like the last podcast we did. Pat Keen, very funny too, by the way. Pat Patrick, Keen, oh, yeah, very, very, funny. very funny guy. Yeah. Cool dude too, like just a really great guy. Um, we're gonna hit some... Uh, Pretty good kisser too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, really? I'll take your word on it. <laughs> I only, uh, I have only enjoyed a rusty trombone, <laughs> which is kind of a kiss. Well, I, mean, I wasn't. A, I was getting the. You were wearing a tube sock over here. So. <laughs> but honestly, in the rusty trombone, one guy is really getting all the magic, right? <laughs> I mean, one guy's getting everything. It all depends what your thing is, right? Because, like, I know guys that are like, "Oh man, you know, like, look at that girl. I'd eat her ass." I never in a million years would have ever thought, like, "God, I want to eat a girl's ass." It's just not one but of those. But that's things not that are... all you want to do. I mean, eventually, no, like, you want a little payback. You know, you just I don't want to be there for two hours and then <laughs> blow out private, of there. That was a private comment. When we were people watching. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. I didn't mean. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up on the podcast. <laughs> Um, I do a lot of bath salts, and I actually, I actually eat girls' asses. I actually, I hit them over the head with a, a bunch of soda cans in a, in a pillowcase because I'm a Sean Penn fan. And then Bad I, boys, uh, I got it. right, yeah. And then I, uh, and then I, I literally I eat their ass cheeks. That's what I do. Because it looks like a face to me. Because I'm high. I'm out of my head on bath salts. <laughs> Man, that just doesn't sound like that good of a buzz. No, Maybe doesn't. I'm more of a I'm like, more of a fun happy. Sure, Maybe I'm more of a laughy scratchy sort of guy. <laughs> 
But bath salts does not sound like that much fun to me. How about the guy that like ripped his skin off on bath salts? You heard about him, right? right? Exactly. Like, I mean, that? what's what's the fun? Where's uh? What's the deal with bath salts? Am I <laughs> Is right, that people? what it sounds like to me? Is that what it sounds like when I speak? I know, I know. It happens. I fall into it. <laughs> Jerry Slimeball. What's the deal with things? <laughs> what's the deal with bath salts? I keep wanting to you know, attack women with mm. the like. I'd love to see yeah. Seinfeld just lose it and just go really dirty. I'm not eating salt. Somebody told me, Jimmy Dort told me that uh, uh, Brian Regan one time was doing an impression of himself, but filthy. You know? oh. And it, he said it was just the funniest thing. I, um, Brian Regan doing a filthy Brian Regan. And he said it was just so funny. I, uh, I work with both of those. I know Jimmy really well and Brian really well. Yeah. Um, we... Uh, uh, we did a podcast with Scott May, who was the house the house band for the Funny Firm, and we got to see Brian on a late show Friday or a late show Saturday, just do the his dirtiest bit ever. Really, and he swore, and, and then really, it's, yeah, and it's uh, it's and the crowd. He, oh. he wasn't Brian Regan back then. He wasn't that big. He wasn't as no, big it wasn't as no, no, yeah. not like he is now. But, but in ninety two, he was like even twenty years ago. Still, Brian Regan was, was still like big. funny, he's yeah, headliner, and pretty and big, just, yeah. He um he it, it, he was a headliner, but now there's a bus. You know, there's a bus in theaters. Oh yeah, like yeah. He's, That's, it's crazy how I'm I'm super happy. He's a workhorse. He was always yeah. out there working, and he's yeah. just uh um and he had a he had a real soft spot for dirty humor too, which was like was really about yeah. In fact, this was really funny. Um, he was doing a show, and we were out drinking the night before. We were just come from a show, and we were um. Drinking at Burton Place. Do you remember Burton Place in Chicago? No. no. Um, it's one of the few places that was open at like four or five in the morning. Oh, you know? Jesus. And so uh, Brian had to oh. go do an overnight with Danny Bonaducci, some some radio show. And so he goes on, and uh, and Jimmy Dore calls, and he's like, and he uh, off the air, like as a as a regular caller, is like, it sounds like your guest has been drinking. It sounds like, <laughs> and he's like, just like, just he's like, it just sounds like he's drunk. I just don't know. Any. And the worst part about it for Jimmy is Brian's like. Navani, uh, you know, and Jimmy's like, no, it's Jimmy Dore. Like, you know, like, like he didn't want, he like broke character because he's like, no, I'm not letting him take credit for this. I'm the one calling, you know. But yeah, it was because he because the whole time because the whole time Brian's uh, like, oh man, I gotta go do radio. I, I I think I had one shot too many, or I don't know if I could do this. So it was per- it was like a perfect timing things, you know. I did um, uh, when we were doing BattleBots. We called into uh, um, who's who's the big guy in Chicago? He's got a he's big, got a big group of oh, people around. Uh, not not Man Steve Cow. Tall. Yeah, Man Cow, who's got like nine other people in the studio with him. And I'm on the phone, and Sean Salisbury's also on the phone, right? So so you got two guys on the phone. They're supposed to be answering questions. We can't see anything. You know, and there's Man Cow and all these idiots around him. All right. And uh, and like the black guy who's on Man Cow goes, "Hey, Bill Dwyer, why are you racist?" Why don't you like black people? I go, wait, wait, I go, wait, what? You know? And I got, you know, and I'm trying to, you know, juggle everything, you know? Answer for Sean Salisbury, could give a shit, you know, and then Bill Dwight try to be like funny, you know, and it's all mankind, beep, beep, bah, 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 you know, that sort of thing. And hey, man, why don't you like black people? Wait, what? No, wait, what? You know, what, what are you talking about? The toilet he flushing. Goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, You're on BattleBots and you're the colored commentator? What's that all about? I'm like, What? Get, what, what? And I just wish I'd gone, You know what? I don't like black people. Next question. <laughs> you know, like, that's what I would do now but like back then i'm trying i got a tv right, show exactly. you know like, and i'm oh trying my God. To, 
But oh, I was just so fear. I hung up the phone. I was like, "What? What? That was terrible." You know, he was. He and got, then someone's on the phone. And somebody from Comedy Central. No, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Man, you know, it's six thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Trying not to wake my family. You know, and I'm <laughs> furious. And we got another one in four, three, two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Hey, Bill DeMar's out of phone. Shout Salisbury. And Salisbury's just gone. He's not even, not even on. He's like on the phone, but he's not, he could care less. Shots, he's a sports guy. And he's badass. He's Sean Salisbury. Didn't he used to he's play six quarterback? He's 6'5", and he's badass. Yeah. He's Sean Salisbury. I don't think that guy gave a shit about anything except fucking. That's it. Wait, how did you get BattleBots? I auditioned for it. A bunch of a bunch of comics auditioned for it, and I was I, I you know I was, I was just pretty good at it. I mean, literally, I, 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 I loved for it. that show. It was a yeah. great show. I honestly liked the show, but I I liked it for the the comedy part of it. The what was That's, what you, you know, brought to the table of it. It wasn't like the actual battle. Like I know guys well, that really the, were into the battle part of it. Right, it right. Like, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It was a nice balance. Like the other robot fighting shows were like really technical. You're like, oh, please, it's enough. I mean, ours at least had a, little, a, a tiny bit of levity. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and then we had a hot chick, yeah. which was okay. It didn't bring much to the table. But then your sideline reporters were kind of funny. But yeah, the hot chicks, it yeah. was just plus like when you went to the science of it. You, you pan the camera. It's Bill Nye, the science guy. Right. It's someone we already know and love. Right. So it's the science part of it. For a couple of seasons, and I don't know what happened there. Then Bill Nye was gone. Oh, <laughs> Bill Nye that? just yeah. Did he, he just fucked off. He said, "No, this he, is." He did the Mars landing or... last night. Bill Nye. Did he? Bill Nye what? is brilliant. I mean, that guy. That guy is smart. Whenever Bill Nye talks, you should listen. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, on Radio Lab, another more popular podcast than ours. Um, <laughs> Uh, was a, it's a tech <laughs> show no. for long. It's a tech show. I mean, there's a lot of tech shows that aren't popular. You know? <laughs> You're right about that. And there's comedy shows that are more popular than this one, but you can't compare those tech shows because those right, people right. aren't going to listen to this. And uh, <laughs> or anybody's going to listen to this. Um, You're right. No one's going to listen to this. But I, still, no. it's fun to do. It's fun to do. Um, so uh, the uh, uh, the battle boss thing. You do that. Is this something like, Uh-oh, oh, is he oh, calling? Is oh, calling? Is, that, is that Joey Gutierrez? No, 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 it's my oh. son. Uh-oh, you got to answer that? Go ahead. See what yes, he's sir. up to. I called you? No, I called you uh, I, I called you a while ago. <laughs> he's like, did I, you asked if I went on stage yeah. for five beers? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm doing the podcast. No, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a not a big deal. This is the podcast where everyone leaves their phone on. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later, buddy. That's our first calling. Bye. Is that our first calling on uh, the podcast? Really? I think I think it was. Yeah, officially yeah. first calling. Yeah, I think so. No, I do. I do encourage people to leave their phones on during my <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I mean, why not? You never. You're going to get a call. Oh, yeah, I get a call. Actually, there was a text. You got text one on one, right? Oh, wait, but and we never aired that. Oh, one. we never aired that one. Yeah, yeah. We no, we will. Wow, st- you guys still, have stuff in the we, can that you yeah. never aired, man. And I, no, no, I struggle no, to get three one, people into Hollywood no, no, every no, the, week. No. The text was like, "I can get you that stuff you need. How about one o'clock tomorrow?" <laughs> and wow. so it was from a, from a number I didn't recognize. <laughs> it was like, oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, and I wrote, "No, one o'clock's not good for me." Or something. Yeah. I, I took it. I like... <laughs> It was like, 1 o'clock's not good for me. How about 105? That's right. 105. Yeah, those guys are serious. You got to make sure. 
Guys are delivering something to you. You got to make sure. Is your son okay? Is everything good? Yeah, everything's fine. Checking up on his own man. Yeah, yeah. How old's your son? We saw you get on the train. We were worried about you. Nineteen years old. Is he? uh, Is he a funny guy? He is. He's dryly funny. He's very dry. Yeah. It's got to be weird to have a father that's that fun. Like you know what I mean? Like it was. It was. I think it was fun for them growing up. There was a lot of. There was a lot of laughs. Yeah, and there still is. Because I want to tell you, and 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 when I talk about them on stage, I still talk about them like they're eight, nine years old. (laughs) But. Because the, I thought they the, were. They that's become why I, adults, and you go, "Well, I, I should respect this person." <laughs> like I've, I've raised, I've done a lot for them, you know, and that's why you get to make fun of them when they're zero to twelve. <laughs> and then once they start becoming adults, you go, "All right, we got, I got, you got to let them grow up," you know, and you can't make fun of them. You got to make fun of other adults because just you're just making fun of an exactly. adult. Yeah, yeah. And there's plenty of adults out there you can make fun of. I actually thought that's why because we saw your act uh, and I I just never when you said your son was nineteen I was like holy shit I didn't get that vibe at all from you know right because I don't want to say that and, and you know I, I look like I still could have you know yeah. you know young kids because everybody has kids when they're so goddamn old like all all comics now like yeah. comics my age have like four year olds and they talk exactly. about them and I go yeah I remember talking about that <laughs> oh yeah I remember talking about that fifteen years ago yeah when my son was four yeah I, re- I remember that. I remember talking about that. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> and if you're a comic and you don't have kids, you don't get to do jokes about kids, okay? How about that? Like, I don't have an Asian wife, so I can't do a joke about having an Asian wife. I don't get to go, hey, my neighbor's got an Asian wife, and uh, think about having an Asian wife. No, you don't get to do that. you got to save that for the guy who has, who has the Asian wife. <laughs> My uh, sister just had a kid, and I'll tell you, babies are funny. No! No! You don't get that! You don't get that until you get it. So, oh, I get so furious. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, so you don't get that. You don't get to talk about kids. So, you were, uh, where do you get your, like, so your material? Are you, because watching your show. Where do you get your material? You know it's impossible. It comes out of a no, weird no, spot no, no, in no, your wait, head. Hold on. Anything. Hold on, I'm trying to, wait, it's wait. Like I'm, I'm how getting to hot dogs here. are made. I'm getting, uh, yeah, you're yeah. right about that. But, uh, but what I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to get at is, because watching your show, you get the idea that it's really free form. Are you, are you bringing an idea? Are you bringing actual jokes to the stage? Or are you going, I got something I want to work out on stage? Because you do seem like so comfortable and so free. Like, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I know I've seen you before live, like back in Chicago or somewhere else. No, it was somewhere. We, I saw so you. So memorable. No, 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 no. No, because you don't. Somewhere. No, because hold on. Because you know when you're a comic, you've seen a shit million comics. Yeah, yeah, But when you true. took the stage, I was like, oh, shit. I've worked with this guy or I know him. Oh, yeah, right. But. When we saw you at the improv recently, like I was in tears. Like you're, that, instantly, we're, like Edgar and I leaned over and we're like, "We gotta get him on the podcast. This guy's fucking <laughs> hilarious." I'm, By the way, I don't know if you remember. After the show, you walked up to us, right? You introduced yourself to John. You're like, "Hey, I, you, you look kind of right, familiar." Right, right. You guys, you looked at me. You go, "You look kind of familiar too." I've never met you before. Because <laughs> you That's have a beard, a... Edgar. That's why. Because you, you look like a, a comic. But, you look but, like a. But I happily played new... along. And huh? it was great. I happily played along. <laughs> that we'd met but, before. But you, you have a nice head of hair and you have a decent beard. So you look like a comic right now. Thank you. A hot comic, homeless person. One of the <laughs> I've got my rainbow suspenders on. So I look like I'm at sell jokes. I, again, the hoodie uh, for comics right now, it is the. Uh, Sport coat with the sleeves rolled oh, up the of the new millennium. And the thin tie. I swear to God. 
I swear to God, you guys are going to look back on that in 10 years and go, Jesus, what, did I ever take that hoodie off? <laughs> I'm not talking about you, but everybody. Hoodie, 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 hoodie. And, and well, just, we just ran into... Um, you name him. What's his name? Any Anybody. last week. Oh, what was... Uh, Kyle Kinane, great comic. Hoodie. Hoodie. I did, uh, I did the joke machine at the Nerdist Theater. I, and the Nerd Mel Theater... That's that's hoodie central. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, well, it's very cold. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Brody Stevens is wearing a hoodie. He's close to my age. Howard Kramer was wearing a hoodie. Both Chris Fairbanks was not wearing a hoodie. He was wearing a a, a, a sleeveless denim vest with a dream catcher on each each pocket. There. It was it was pretty sharp. Chris is Chris is a, a cool cat. He's a different breed. But is hoodie what, central. What I was gonna say was we met this comic last week. I don't remember his name. He's a young guy. But he still wears suits on stage. Yeah. Which I love. Josh Cheney. And that's, Josh Cheney. That's yeah, what, yes. okay. And that's something, you know, maybe yeah, you want to wear a suit. A maybe you don't. Yeah. yeah. Because it went from, oh, Jesus. What was it the went, old look? What? Rolled up sleeves and Oh, no, okay. Because like, this is something from, like, from our era. Where Late like, 80s. Yeah, okay. like guys would go up. In fact, I was at a sketch comedy group for a short time, and uh, we did this thing. We're called I was the 10. Hell, we're called the Hell on Stage, <laughs> probably. We're the, called the Hell on Stage Comedy Gang, and we'd go around, and I remember one of the, the scenes where we'd go into this uh, this uh, comedy club, and it's like, you know, put the sleeves down, and the guy's yeah. like, and he's like rolling. Because it's like, everyone had the rolled up sleeves. If you ever watch like Evening at the Improv or anything, it was the rolled up sleeves oh, with the man. thin tie. Yeah. It was the same look on everybody. Like, it became this thing. Rolled up sleeves, thin tie, and it was just this like... But it, it happens with comedy, and I, I, I'm sure it happens, I'm sure in all of the arts... You know, like uh, w- when something happens, when a, when a band becomes popular and learn a genre, you know, like uh, like when grunge became yeah, popular. Yeah, I was going to say, Nirvana, all, yeah. all of a that sudden. Was me. I had like, to wear flannel shirts over right, right. every day. Yeah. Right, and you didn't, did. think, you didn't think, oh, I'm trite or I'm cliche, but, but you, you were. were. Yeah, you, yeah, were yeah. you were falling into something. Mm-hmm. Even though it was the coolest thing, Nirvana was the greatest band uh, you still anybody who copied them is like eh, okay you know that's what you're doing, but it went from and 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 the sh- and, and also it was often a, a suit it was like a shiny suit you know shark skin or and, something like uh, that yeah. Uh, yeah many sometimes more than two pleats in the pants <laughs> sometimes three pleats it was mind boggling but it went from a shiny uh, like a thin thin lapels. Rolled up sleeves on the jacket to um, the uh, then the uh, the bowling type shirt became popular. Oh, yeah, right. Square cut guys would wear it outside. There no jacket and it was like a bowling shirt, but again, like, like shiny, the Dave Coulier look, or maybe what the Dave Coulier look. Yeah, from Full Jesus. House. Yeah, yeah. Was that what he did? I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't watch that show. It was too old and it, it wasn't entertaining. <laughs> never to me saw at an all. episode. Yeah. So uh, and then it went from that to uh, oh. Then it went back to sport coats, but guys would wear dress shirts underneath them, untucked. The untucked <laughs> dress shirt. And that's a look for any guy now in his 40s or 50s. <laughs> Jeans that he bought somewhere, Nordstrom Rack, with giant back pockets. And just giant that make your ass look like they're, it's four feet long. <laughs> and and a and a dress shirt untucked and possibly with the sleeves rolled up. Ugh. And Adidas socks. Adidas right. socks. Yeah, that you bartered for because you work in the mall, man. So that's why now when I wear a sport coat, I tuck my shirt in. 
Because I, I was doing the untucked I shirt. I remember now when we saw you, uh, in my mind, I remember you were wearing this really big belt buckle. Yeah, it was a gigantic Big, buckle. shiny kiss belt buckle. Yeah, I was wearing a... I was wearing, <laughs> I was wearing a, yeah. When is that going to come in style for everyone? I, I don't care. I don't care. I <laughs> love that belt buckle. I, I don't even like the band that much, but I love that belt buckle. <laughs> God, I love that belt buckle. Who... So it was a gift. <laughs> it was a gift. From yourself. I love it. Not for myself. No, I, I did a I did a, a charity event. They go, do you want anything? And I go, I, I wouldn't mind that kiss belt buckle. <laughs> Let me see if we can get it for you. Oh, like, here you really, go. We're, Nobody we're bid on it. Nobody child. bid on it. I don't care. An auction. <laughs> I don't care. What a I surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, who were your uh, Who were your inspirations doing comedy? Uh, when I was uh, when I was younger, I loved uh, I loved Steve Martin and I loved David Letterman before anybody loved David yeah. Letterman. Jesus, I saw David Letterman on the Tonight Show, and I was just this. I, I was telling people, I was telling my my high school uh, classmates, I go, this was this is the funniest guy. It's the funniest guy I've ever seen, and yeah. it was nuts, man. And then like just it, and like Letterman's career, it soared. Its trajectory just took off. Once he moved out to L.A., he got a morning show, yeah, yeah, you and, know. Then, and you know, and then that bombed. They were like, "Well, we got to do something with him." And then the late night show, and and people didn't get it, and you know, and he still oh, yeah. comes in second to to Leno. Uh, he's uh, he's consistently been uh, kind of an innovator. I mean, he's always trying to do something. Right. Different. One of um one of my close friends, you probably know him, is Rich Hall. He uh, he got an Emmy for writing for barely. I barely know Rich Hall. But you, I think but I met him just, once or twice. But you know of him, and he yeah, was a yeah, writer on that. Funny, yeah, he was a writer on that first season of Letterman. Oh, just, was he really? Oh yeah, yeah. And it was on they, what? Not on the daytime. I show. think he went daytime to nighttime. Really? I think it was like, and they had. It was just one of those things where he was there at the right moment with Meryl Marco and like yeah. that whole thing. And and that he tells Marco those stories. Funny. Oh yeah, they tell stories about those days where it's just like, ah, what the fuck? Let's do it, you know. And they right. didn't have to worry about ratings. And because yeah. of that, monkey it became cam. like, uh, mm. oh yeah, the monkey cam. That was <laughs> or, like, awesome. The man who lived under the stairs. Yeah, Chris, Chris Elliott. Elliot. Yeah, <laughs> the man under the stairs. <laughs> there would be all sorts of crazy shit. Oh, I love that. I, like it was. I was. It was funny because when I was younger, I wasn't allowed to. Um, my uh, we we just got a VCR, but it was my sister's vcr like she it was like you know she it was somehow belonged to her and what i did was i manipulated in a way where she would not know because you had to press buttons on it to for it to, to light up because you couldn't just have it record without anyone knowing it was recording it had made it had like these big bright lights so what i did was i like uh manufactured these like uh these things to go over it like uh from electrical tape so that where they were the shape of like the the triangle for record and everything so i put them on there so she would never know when i was recording i recorded letterman every night and every day i would come home from school and watch it without her knowing <laughs> wow that's it. Was spectacular. Like, yeah, I was fucking like i needed to watch letterman you know and it was like that thing where it was like oh i yeah i was dedicated to letterman your I, I, you know, spoiled sister yeah i got the, uh, well VCR. she went and got honest no she went and got it on her own so to her to her you know she, she oh okay. but that was the thing and uh, how many socks did she have to trade <laughs> yeah. did she work at evergreen plaza <laughs> she was at evergreen plaza she she worked at the Orange Julius, <laughs> and so guy came over from oh. the BCR Pagoda. <laughs> 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 
she would scream at him every day. It's not a pagoda. <laughs> it's not a pagoda. But still, she'd give him she'd give him delicious orange julius. <laughs> orange julius also sold hot dogs too, and that that bacon dog at Orange Julius, oh, the yeah. bacon cheese dog, spectacular. You're taking your life, some your cheese sauce, and then weird bacon bits on it. it was so fantastic. The whole uh, thing with Orange Julius, right? They had coconut in it, right? Was that the whole thing? I don't know what. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't need to know. I'm. I'm happy just enjoying an one. Orange Julius. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I don't need to know the secret behind it or anything like that. I don't need to know the butterfat content in ice cream. Again, I, I just. I'll just enjoy the world's greatest burger. Again, I'm just enjoying a burger. Don't you don't have to tell me. Oh, we put truffles in it. I, I, don't, I don't care. I'm just enjoying it. You don't have to tell me every goddamn thing about it. I, I have a lot of information coming towards me all the time. I don't need. I need to relax and just Ooh. eat my orange Julius. <laughs> I eat them. I eat my orange Julius. Because I don't drink them. Freeze them. You put them in the freezer. You freeze them, and then you go back and yeah. just kind of chip away at it. Put a candle in it. I wish myself happy, happy day. <laughs> So, um, well, this begs the big, this begs the question because you're obviously a very quick witted guy. Like, do you you said you went with an improv group for a while? Is this something like do you do this? Because you're obviously a very improv like heavy. That's why I was asking the question about your material. Is that it really does give the illusion, whether it's true or not, that you're just kind of just freeforming up there. You're just having a good time. You, I mean, because you played off the crowd very well. Yeah, I know that some of those were probably stock bits or whatever. But at the same time, you were you really did look like you were just in your element. You were just up there. Just oh well, that's having, good. Having a, that's good because I was enjoying myself. But I, I usually I try and write like all my material. Yeah. You know, and then uh, you know you know how it is. And then yeah. if you got something new, you try it. Just. You shoehorn something, you know, in there somewhere. You try and hammer it in there somewhere, see how it works. I don't know. You know. Have you done much improv besides the stand-up lately, or is that something you just focus on stand-up I, right I, now? I don't know. You, 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 I think you're always doing improv, yeah. aren't you? you know, no, I meant yeah. like with a group. Like, have you ever, like, oh, you know, yeah. No, no, I haven't. Uh, no, I haven't really done it like officially with a group. Last, uh, the last time I did it was in uh, Atlanta at the Laughing Skull, and we did, uh, we did a little thing with a bunch of us comics. Okay. And they're, and they're usually the worst improvisers. Because they, they're all solo. like uh, Right. Yeah. But we did an easy improv game called World's Worst, where you do a scene where you're the world's worst whatever. You know, and you get to, you know, just go out there and, and say a couple of things. Like, you're the world's worst waiter, you're the world's worst mechanic, and it's basically just doing a joke. You know, and then you cut back and someone else jumps in. Because I noticed you were talking about video cameras earlier. You're looking at, uh, are, is this something that you want to do? You want to do some, like, sketch comedy? Well, I or? told you I want to take yeah. videos of my cock. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you wanted... Not pictures. Hold on. Again, videos. I thought you wanted Edgar to take... Because there's more life like that. I thought Just, you wanted Edgar to take videos of your cock. <laughs> I want everybody to take videos of my cock. <laughs> I want it to be like a like an art project, you know? Like something that That's going to help somebody. <laughs> Kids or Kids. AIDS or cancer or something. <laughs> but I want to, I want, have your cameras ready and then if you see me. It's like, oh, hey, I'm going to take a, and then, you know, whatever. People can subscribe to the, I'm not sure exactly like, how the money thing is going to work. <laughs> but I like, just want a lot of people and myself taking videos of my, of my it's crank. It's like the Beastie Boys movie where, like, they give everyone in the audience cameras. Oh, yeah, right, right. That? Yeah, <laughs> like it, that. Was, like, it wasn't out that long ago. No, no. But uh, and then uh, and then uh, King Ed. No wait, MCA died. MCA died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it MCA? Well, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, Adam Yock. Adam, Adam Yock. Yeah. Um, we'll tip one for him. 
later. Will we? Of, I don't know. Or for him? Say, I don't know. Or just because we, we want another one. Yeah. How about some more Jameson O'Clock there? This is for MCA. <laughs> <laughs> or King Edra. King Edra. One of the, one of the no, whoever. It's, it's for the guy, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. the other one. Definitely got the, wasn't Mike Diamond. It was not Definitely Mike not D. Not we know Mike it was. And I, it wasn't you know, Mike D. I was going to pick my Beastie Boy to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go Mike D. I don't know. I, I think he always had the most annoying voice. <laughs> I think, uh, and then, and then, seriously, the guy who was most, the guy who had the most, like, to offer the world, was uh, was MCA, and director. then he dies. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he did direct their videos, didn't he? He directed a lot of stuff. Yeah, he yeah. directed their videos, and not just that, he's the big on uh, helping uh, people in Tibet, Tibet you know, yeah, yeah. and that sort of thing. And he was the guy who said, "Let's not, you know, let's not make fun of women in our." Though they, I know they still seem they, to. They, yeah, they kind of did. He yeah. would always have a couple lines in there that said, you know, like well, they hey. had a song called "Shake Your Rump." I mean, yeah, but I think it was after that, wasn't it? That he, uh, he it was, I don't remember. He changed his ways after girls, girls, uh, not girls, girls, girls. Girls, Just all I really on, want on, is on, girls. On, <laughs> two at a time, I want girls. <laughs> With new wave hairdos, I want girls. Great. Did we have to? Do we have to Man, pay for that the- song is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that should be uh and, and you can't the, sing, that should be a nice karaoke fallback. You should be able should to do be. you should be able to do that or safety dance. If you can't sing, safety dance is a good one. You can dance if you want to I can't even sing. You nope. leave your friends behind. No without that. People hats. go crazy like I haven't heard this in forever. <laughs> people go crazy. Like shove Thunder Road up your ass, please. It's only too long and it's too hard for you to do. Stick to safety dance or uh, girls. Do, 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 do. Yeah, men without hats. It as, a, as a duet, and you just go girls two, two at a right, time. Yeah. I want girls. Yeah, with new wave hairdo girls. And in yeah, the morning it's because in the evening it's girls. <laughs> We're getting sued. Yeah, this. Yeah, we, <laughs> do we have to pay for this. Yeah. Yes. So you're uh, how, how long? Figure it if somebody sampled this podcast <laughs> and made some song out it would of be, you guys it doing. It really girls. would be great if that somebody would do that. What, um, somebody should start just sampling other podcasts. And that should be <laughs> just call it. They auto. don't. They don't call anybody. They don't have to. All they do is listen to a couple of seconds and just. You yeah, can call just it jam someone else's auto, call- auto tune the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Like oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Or the callback remix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it, yeah, and that's it. That's what you do. <laughs> it's like, wow, when did we you ever? You don't have to call anybody. You don't have to worry about it. When did we interview listen. Craig Barrett? What did that, <laughs> when did that happen? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> uh-huh. So your podcast. So uh, how often does it go up? Uh, it goes up once a week. Once every a week, Wednesday, and, and you do it at a studio. Where do you where do you get your studio audience from? A studio. Uh, we don't have a studio audience. We do it in a in a studio in a recording studio oh, in Hollywood. Right. Just it's just this, just slightly nicer. And, you and, know. And you said you've got you need three guys every week. Every week, because I know two other guys. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I'm gonna. I am. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do my podcast with you guys. <laughs> we're gonna talk Our about the crossover. exact same thing. The first crossover. The first callback <laughs> crossover. Um, I'm, I'm gonna absolutely gonna have to do that. And in fact, I'm gonna do that in the next couple of weeks. So be ready for that. All right, you got it. Bill but it'll be on a Wednesday afternoon. Bus. But you guys work during the day. We'll figure it out. All right, we'll figure it out. Take off. You'll, uh, what are you doing? Uh, you're doing. Uh, when are you on tour? You're taking off tonight. 
No, yeah, he's actually it's just to get my girlfriend though. Okay. Uh, Alright. So this Wednesday's out, that's fine. I think this Wednesday was gonna be the headliners I was thinking about as my theme. Oh what, who do you got? I don't have anybody yet, but I was I was thinking that was my <laughs> you theme. You really do just slap it's a town full of headliners, so <laughs> yeah, I can oh shit, you can't swing a dead so cat. I should in be able to, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, I want it to be people I like. What uh, what clubs do you like to? I saw at the improv. I really enjoyed. You look comfortable there. Is there club? What clubs do you like doing across the country? Or I had a great time with that Laughing Skull in Atlanta, and I love the Acme up in Minneapolis. I love Acme. Yeah, that's yeah, good. that is uh, that's fantastic. And I still love the uh, Skyline in Appleton. Even though oh, I, I love the Skyline. I haven't been there. They're hurting oh. a bit, apparently. You want? I told this joke on the other podcast, and you guys gave me a bunch of shit about it. Um, my it was, favorite joke. It was when terrible. It, no, it's a great joke. I got up at um, uh, at, at the skyline. I started my joke, and I was like, "So I'm, I'm, there's all these one way streets down in, uh, in in Appleton. I'm I'm driving down the street. I'm like, oh, I want to get over there, and I like turn my body. I'm like, oh shit, I want to. Okay, I'm downtown. I'm like, oh, maybe if I make it right here, and I realize, oh nope, one way this way now. Oh, uh, I'm trying to get over, and I'm turning my body all the way around. I go, Jesus Christ, the greatest escape trick Houdini, Houdini ever did was getting the fuck out of this town, and. Um, of did course. they go crazy? Well, they, they huge laugh. There yeah, because, it's a good joke. Yeah, and then these guys, of course, and I, I, I mean, you didn't know that sure they came they from nuts. that. You know, from, from <laughs> it's not common. <laughs> you can figure it out by context. You knew that he. Came I figured it out. I mean, I didn't know that, but I figured it out. Yeah, but um. Love, he just said it was the greatest escape was getting I love, the hell out of this I love, town. I love the uh, the backdrop of the skyline where there was just these huge buildings and it was like, there's no yeah absolutely there's no yeah, there's, there's not no, one doesn't look like anything the tallest <laughs> building is seven yeah, stories it's, it's tall a, it's perhaps. a grain silo I think down the yeah. street like, yeah well I love the skyline that was one of my favorite clubs yeah. of all time and uh, is and Ross it's funny Turner because it is doesn't Ross Turner still booked that who Ross Turner no out no of Milwaukee? no no it's still no it's uh. I don't know. Cliff does a lot yeah, of booking, Cliff. but okay, you always great. talk to uh, Samara. Samara. Samara's, that's Roz's daughter. Really? Yeah, yeah. Samara. Oh. 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 Yeah. yeah. Well. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, yes. mm. Oh, we're trying to get Keith Morrison on the show, and that's what he just did there. He did it, Keith Morrison. <laughs> Ooh. See, well. that's the thing. Like, like, and nowadays, like, if it, uh, I just worked with a guy who did impressions, and they weren't good. I told him, I go, hey, I go. Ask yourself, will people know who this is if I don't tell them? <laughs> and that should, you know, and but he's doing all stock people, but like it's like Bill Hader does Keith, Keith yeah. Morrison. Uh, is that his name? Yeah, 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 Keith Morrison. And nobody does him, but probably a lot of people do him now, you know, because right. he came up with that and he does like Vincent Price, and someone will probably start doing him again, exactly. Or like, um, I really enjoyed his uh, uh, Al Pacino. He did it in a way that other people hadn't done Al Pacino oh, really? before, and it was like, you know, you know, like, what is awesome. that that just came by? Some bass. Sorry, somebody, sharing, somebody sharing their music with us. That was yeah, nice. somebody's got some bass. Um, no, but like Keith Morrison. You know, nobody ever goes like treble, and the car never, <laughs> a car never goes by, and like your windows are literally like cracking from the treble, or ah, you're never like in such pain. Nobody ever goes like... Check out the treble of this motherfucker. <laughs> Listen to the darkness with this treble, motherfucker. <laughs> Listen to that. Yeah, that is 18,000 something something vibrations per second. It's a long way from six. 
Where, where's oh. Bill Nye when you need him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta answer that. And I took a stereo class in college too. How to hook up stereos? That was part of it. <laughs> that was part of it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, and uh, yeah, and every yeah, yeah, yeah. Southern had. I took a weather class. That was the what hardest. The fuck, Southern was, was just giving hardest. out degrees. That is not like, weather class, man. We had an open book final, and I had the final had that some guy stole and from open. the previous semester. So I had the test, and it was an open book, and still. The night before, I couldn't find the answers. I'm looking. I'm, I want to just write down everything. Should have an open window. And it window. was the hardest thing ever. Yeah, so I could have killed myself. Anyway, what happened was I missed, uh, the, I missed the final. I missn't the, uh, I, I the I got it on the wrong day, and I got a C. Yeah, I got you, a C in weather. You didn't even show up, and you got a C. You yeah, missed the final. but that well, you know it's because they could take it was a hard class, man. Yeah, the but weather one, the final. Yeah, weather was hard. <laughs> weather, you would they'd fool you with classes. Human sexuality, that was not easy. I was only eighteen. Like what goes too. in what? Yeah, but you I gotta mean, be you, kidding me, you really? Knew that, but Jesus, the pictures, and you're going, wait, what? What is that? <laughs> And, and if and if she touches this, you know, a man might experience what sort of a man? What she's putting? What you didn't know anything? She's doing what to me? I might experience that's not happening, my yeah, friend. Like, you know, and, yeah. I, and I paid for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> that's part of the stimulates thing. my what? <laughs> she's gonna? That's not happening. <laughs> what are you so rusty? My vase waterings. <laughs> What do, you, what do you want? What? How am I supposed to ask for that? Did you just say I want my trombone rusty? <laughs> I said, how did the trombone get so rusty? So full of questions. <laughs> was that an open book test, too? No, no, no. No, but that was the one where they wanted you to take a hand mirror and examine every part of yourself, which is really quite a bit of fun. I remember, I remember doing a bit about it, and the bit was my roommate would come in, and you know when I was in college, and you know I had my legs up in the air, and I'd be checking out my, you know, my whatever, and then you got to explain yourself. Oh, I, I thought I heard something down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is homework. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Billy, oh. you graduated three years ago. What are you, yeah, what are you yeah. still doing here? What, what are, you, are you still in the yeah. mirror? But I'll tell you, a hand mirror, I mean, you because you will see things that you never see. And you don't need to. You don't need to see that. Like, if you, if you are lacking any self-confidence at all, and you take a hand mirror and start looking at those crazy places on your body you never look at, you go, oh, that doesn't look clean or inviting or anything. What is the matter with me? Who would ever? I can't ever be naked. I have to high cover that up somehow. If I'm ever with somebody, anybody, anytime, anywhere, i got to cover that up. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. And then and then as you get older, it's just everything. Your shoulders, your shoulder blades. What happened to my shoulder blades? Whatever you got. Where'd that come from? Skin those little things oh, sometimes? Yeah, yeah. They're like moles. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Skin, they'll, they'll remove I just them. learned skin tag. Skin right? tags, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you get those things, and you think it's something when you first get it, and you try and yank it out. It's like, <laughs> like you're gonna kill yourself. It's like you're gonna, it's like you're gonna pull out an organ or something. It doesn't come out and bleeds like a mother. Man, you like this, a, yeah. this story took a turn for the worse. <laughs> you like yeah. a like a like a clipper. You know, well, that's all the guy does. Yeah. If you ever go to a dermatologist, just clip and, sh- and then they, they cauterize it, and you're fine. Can we edit this part out? Your skin tag's going. Why this making you ill? You don't like, like the skin tag? about the skin tag stuff? It's not like they're tomatoes. Yeah, just find the uh, just find the silent part right before the skin tag bit, <laughs> <laughs> and then if we can all just shut up for about three seconds, it'll be easy to find nice on the point. tape. Yeah, dude. Do you edit your uh, your podcast? No, we have never edited our podcast. Really? Yeah. But I should, and everybody should. You should like grab like great bits from this podcast and throw and it out there as like four or five minutes, so people <laughs> will actually listen to it. You know? <laughs> so five people minutes. go, well, I, I got five minutes. I got five but minutes. Nobody goes, oh, I got forty-four minutes here. You know, I, I, it's a different. You know, people are listening to them while they work. Right? right, right. Well, or working out. I like to listen to podcasts while I work out. I think you know, like you, you got somebody captive. You know, I think that's kind of a great way. Like, I never thought I could work out listening to podcasts, and I, I listen to you know. If I'm not mistaken, I think they use this podcast to torture prisoners in Iraq. <laughs> Good, <laughs> whoever those people are. I yeah. don't know. Maybe they're American prisoners. I don't know. <laughs> that would be unfortunate. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. sorry, fellas. We're we're behind you. We apologize for this, but hang in there. If you are an American soldier being tortured and uh, you're listening to this podcast, please hang in there. Hang in there. I hope you enjoyed the Orange Julius bit. It's a senseless (laughs) war that you're fighting. We're sorry about that. (laughs) It's kind of hot here, so you know. So we're not that happy either. (laughs) So if you are being tortured by some Iraqis or whoever, uh, I apologize. It's it's pretty hot. It's a pretty hot evening here in uh, Los Angeles. Have you... uh, 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 This this is... I don't want to twist this in a weird place but like your, your son's 19 do you think about like the fact that there's this war that hasn't ended yet and that he's you know he's like were you a, you weren't thinking ever military guy what, what did what no would you have i done? was never yeah i was what would, yeah there's what would no you done if it wasn't for comedy you know like because like you know you're kind of one of those guys that's just like you know kind of bred for it you know like you know you were sales i did sales did you yeah oh, you could be a good salesman yeah yeah i wasn't a bad salesman say. I could see that. I sold a lady shoes at Nordstrom, and I paled in comparison to some of the other shoe salesmen. Oh, I'm there. Sure you they could. were fantastic. I mean, those guys just knew. They? I mean, they not only brought out the one you needed, but also the one you didn't know you needed. But now <laughs> you needed it, and you and they you needed it. And I'm talking about me, and I'm not even a woman. <laughs> I was buying shoes for them. That's how good these guys were. You're working with them. Yeah, you came home. I bought but another I, pair of shoes yeah, tonight. Yeah. <laughs> But I will look at ladies' shoes, ladies wearing shoes, and I'll go, and it makes me mad sometimes. I go, that, that shoe's too big for you. You know, you'll see a big space in the heel, and you go, I, who, who, what were you thinking? Wow, you still the shoe's too skills. big for you. And if it was a good salesman, he would have shoved something in the front of the shoe, which pushes your foot up and back, and your shoe would fit better. But they only do that at Nordstrom or at higher-end shoe stores. You know, they don't do that if you're buying a you know, cheap $30 pair of shoes at whatever a cheap shoe store is. But Nordstrom, you know, they'll fit when you leave, even if they have to shove two live chickens in the front of the shoe. That shoe will fit. Two live chickens. Yeah. 
That shoe will not smell good in three weeks. Because those chickens will be dead. They're going to be ripe. But they, yeah, but the salesman thought about that. He thought, they're a little tight now, but when the chickens die, the moisture will leave their bodies and their chicken souls. And then it, that shoe Luckily, should be perfect. Only a, only a 14-day return policy. Yeah, right. You know, once we pass that, we're okay. <laughs> Nordstrom had a, a never-ending return policy. I mean, if you bought a pair of shoes at Nordstrom and they didn't fit or you were unhappy, you could bring them back at any time. But if you did that all the time and they got wind of it, they said, you know, please don't shop here anymore. <laughs> well, we're not going to sell to you anymore. You like you, they, they knew yeah, you were, you were that person. You know, you were the person who wore them once and go, oh, these don't fit. And you return them and get another pair of shoes. Oh, these don't fit. Because you were buying them for that one night for prom. Or that wedding, you're buying them for something and returning them. And then they go, you know what, we don't need your business here anymore. Did this happen to you? Is that why you did it? No, but I know a comic that it happened to. I know a comic who got, who got yeah, he got on the blacklist at Nordstrom. Oh, no. Yeah, a male like, comic, not a female comic. Do you think they pass it around? Do you think like uh, yeah, Nordstrom, Nordstrom tells like, you know, the other yeah, places? Macy's yeah, Macy's and list. Yeah. But again, anybody who's doing that isn't traveling the country, you know, <laughs> selling, buying, and returning shoes. He's doing it at one or two. He's doing it at all the Nordstroms in the L.A. area, and they just call up. And now I'm sure they've even got even more. Uh, I'm sure they have facial recognition, you know, like they it's do like in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. If this guy comes in, make sure the God alarm forbid, goes off. He lives off that same $60. To <laughs> yeah, shoes that's what week. he's got, yeah. You can kick me out of here, but I still got sixty dollars credit. So, <laughs> all right, and a pair of Adidas socks. <laughs> Why were they Adidas socks? I didn't say Adidas. Oh, I, no, you, I you said did, Adidas Kerlon uh, sweatshirts. Yeah, yeah. Oh. All right, yeah, but we the sold socks, yeah. all sorts of different type of socks. <laughs> yeah, everybody Nike. loved the Converse socks back then, with the chevron up. Uh, you know, the high socks. You wore the high ones. All right, yeah. And I stopped wearing the high ones. It was it was too much. Fuck that. It's too weird. <laughs> Fuck those high socks. Yeah, because people were skating. You know, they'd wear the they'd wear the skates with the high socks. It was too much. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be lumped no in with That's no good for anybody. <laughs> yeah. Fucking high sock people. I don't want to be lumped in with no, them. No, and that's a bunch of jackets. Plus, I got I got thin ankles, so if I bunch the socks around my ankles, oh, it looks like I have thicker ankles. It looks better. <laughs> I think you're gonna kill Edgar. <laughs> I didn't roll him down. I bunched him down like Pistol Pete, like Pete Maravich. <laughs> Pistol P. Mer- Wait, but his it? were actually baggy socks. Oh my god, his were just had no elastic in them. That guy was all right, man. <laughs> and I'm back. All right, <laughs> all right. Um, How long does this thing go on for? Who knows what time are we at? One fifteen. One fifteen. Oh, that's good. Though. This is the first time. This is the first time I've ever checked where we haven't been at the one one hour mark. I usually am. John's been hitting the nail. I've been on the hitting. I like boom. Like hey, where are oh, we? really? But at the same time, I just knew like we're just you just. You're one of those guys. We're talking like, about socks. Yeah, for we, a got, while we got there. really into socks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little too no, much. Was, How yeah, long I tell is- you, there's nothing like a new pair of socks, though. I mean, when you put on a new pair of socks, it's great. <laughs> My wife would wa- was washing new socks, and I go, "You don't wash new socks. You put new socks on, yeah, and then you, you wash, wash them. You yeah, wash when they're new, new they're they're the perfect. Yeah, yeah, they're absolutely. After you wash them, they're not." No, it's, like, it's like walking on air the first time. Yeah, ah, dreamy. You put on believe new it or not. Yeah, oh, now we got to pay for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice job. And what show was that? Was that the uh, Greatest American, American Hero okay, with right. the William Cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Robert Culp. Oh, Robert Culp. All right. And who was the female in that? Connie Selica. Really? Yep. 
Probably her first big. She was married to Mr. Selica. Mr. Selica. <laughs> I think she. She took his name. Oh, she was married to somebody. I want to say it was like Tom Selick. No, like a news guy. Uh, uh, there was. Oh, I really. I'm. I'm good at this. Um, no, you're mm. not. Yeah, I am. I'm going to okay say you're okay at like Something like <laughs> the Connie Selica. Stump. I never thought of it as a stumper. Like. You're uh, good at this game. Stone Phillips or somebody like that. It was something like that. Look up Connie Selica. We yeah. see who she was married to. Oh, um, all right. And uh, I'm pretty good at this. I used to do. Uh, when I, it was funny. I'd go on the road and they would do like. Remember Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon was. A yeah. And it would one of those things. Where like, oh, let's try and stump John. And then it would always wind up. We we just have to afterwards just give you, the tickets. You away. always <laughs> had it. it you like, always yeah, had it. Always had him. Six Degrees of. I haven't done it in a while. So I would. Who was she married to? She's been married twice. First to Gil Gerard. There you go, oh, Gil yeah. Gerard. That's who you're thinking of. <clears throat> and currently to John Tesh. John Tesh. It was. I said Stone Phillips. That's what I was thinking of. Is John Tesh. Yeah, you're right about that. Ah, you ever uh, go to a Stone Phillips concert? Come on, think about it. Think about it. <laughs> think about it. Stone Phillips and John Stone Tesh are Phillips almost the same person at Red Rocks. Almost <laughs> the same person. Oh, I got a. Te- I just got a text message from Bill Dwyer. Were you texting during this during the show? Um, no, I was. Uh, oh, eight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just got that now. <laughs> yeah, got that. that was sent uh, two hours ago at seven forty-two <laughs> before I got on the train. <laughs> awesome! I just told my girlfriend to come over. All right. Um, well, then we got to wrap it up, right? We got to wrap it up. So, yeah. well, we've got a little bit. Uh, so, what do you got going on? Tell us what. Tell us what you got going on as far as like, what, like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, I've been doing a, a live show at uh, Comedy Club Flappers in Burbank. All right. Did uh, Jimmy, live, is that Jimmy Dore's show? Or? Uh, no, no, no. I do a live show. Uh, we've been doing it once a month called Stardom. Okay. Uh, D-U-M-B, <laughs> uh, where I have uh, six comics, uh, uh, celebrities, and we have a, it's basically a talk show, game show. It's a talk show with game show elements. But everybody, you know, we have topics and questions, and uh, people tell stories, and points are awarded. Oh, and awesome. uh, and at the end of the night, someone is uh, someone is the winner of stardom, and it's a ton of fun. What uh, what nights? This coming month is uh, it's August. Uh, well, you guys might have this in the can, and this will come out at Christmas. <laughs> but on, uh, on August nineteenth, uh, two thousand and twelve. <laughs> We're going to have, um, uh, so far lined up, we have Oscar Nunez from The Office, right. Karen Kilgariff, uh, Andy Kindler, and Baron Vaughn as our uh, stardom Kindler, contestants. Good friend. And Erica Rhodes from, uh, from uh, that uh, Garrison Keillor uh, cast is, uh, is my co-host and oh, really? scorekeeper. Is she always your co-host? Prairie Home Companion. All right. Erica Rhodes. Yeah, she plays the cello. She's very funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did you hook up with her? What would... Nah, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> I can be somewhat charming sometimes. <laughs> somewhat charming sometimes. Did you bring your lunch? Could you be any less charming? <laughs> I'm somewhat charming sometimes. <laughs> I am not for everybody. And certainly, anybody who's made it this far on the podcast, thank you. <laughs> Those of you who checked out at 10 after, fine, I understand. I'm not for everybody. It's a lot of volume and a lot of monotone. That's why I sing Safety Dance <laughs> karaoke. Because it's a lot back. of monotone. Callback podcast. <laughs> do, 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 do. do you have a, you've got a website? 
no, I'm just a I'm just a Facebook guy right now, Bill Dwyer. Bill Dwyer. And Bill Dwyer on Twitter. B I L D W Y E. No, is that, is that really, are you really one L all or yeah. did you just decide that that's what you're gonna do? That's what I decided twenty five years ago and it's been a, a pain in my ass ever since. <laughs> so No, I like it because it's easier to find you, obviously. Than- I guess so, yeah. Though there is a country cartoonist named Bill Dwyer who no, spells it the same way, yes. A country cartoonist? Yeah, he's a he's a country cartoonist. He's written such books as uh, things Yankees don't know. <laughs> oh no, really? I kid you not. No, yeah, that's great. And there's a recipe in there for possum stew. And uh, <laughs> one of the one of the he's, there's a warning in there. He says, make sure your possum is dead because possums have a reputation for uh, playing possum. So <laughs> it's a charming hilarious. book. I have it. I have it this at home. <laughs> Bill, you have it at home, really? Yeah, yeah. Doug Benson found it and gave it to me oh, years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But so, if you look up Bill Dwyer and there's something about things Yankees don't know or a country cartoonist, that's not me. That's not you? Yeah. Because uh, you know everything that Yankees... Just go to the videos and you'll see me. <laughs> what do you... Uh, do uh, the cock videos. Huh? The cock videos? No, no, no. That's a work in progress. And again, <laughs> hopefully, we can help out some somebody with my cock videos. <laughs> Hopefully we can string together. <laughs> Quite, I don't, I, honestly, I, the, it's always funny when there's a natural disaster and they release a single, and you go, "Really? You can't just give money? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta make it." So we're gonna ship these to you in Nicaragua, and you people sell these, all right? Now look, we'll sell them to you for fifty cents, and then you sell the singles for I, I would suggest two dollars, and you're making a buck fifty clear. All right, now we're going to need our money up front. You can't just, really, Simon Cowell? You can't just give them some money? You don't have enough money? How about one of your four Bentleys? No, no, no. We're going to make a single to help out these poor people. Really? Do you think their sound equipment is working? Do you think, do you think they're sharing with their Zunes? Do you think they might have lost their Zunes in the drought, fire, earthquake that was going on? They were not able to share music through the air. So, just send him some money. Do we need to release a single? <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, God. Um, wow, Bill. I, I, this has been... I don't think I've I asked you three questions this entire time. Oh, really? <laughs> this has been great. Um, this has been a lot of fun. I, I, can't wait, I, I can't wait to have you back. This is, you're not coming back, I know. Uh, you're like, fuck this. You'll never have me back. There's enough people this time. Right up the orange line, or the, the, the gold line. Um, we appreciate you taking the train out here. That was nice of you. Yeah, uh, great, too. Um, great. But anyway, uh, we'll, we'll post all the links to your sites, everything, all the videos, all that stuff, and uh, we really appreciate you making the trek out here and christ almighty you just gave us laughs good plenty tonight we really appreciated it and uh thanks again and uh you know we'll talk to everybody soon thank you bye